0: Oh, I didn't see you there. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Drive with Woody Fit. The only fitness podcast recorded at 5.30 in the morning from a car with some coffee. Um, <clears throat> this podcast is brought to you by Executive Fit. What is Executive Fit? Well, it's actually my company. Now, I'm not about to try and pitch something on you right now. What I want to tell you about Executive Fit is that we do so much good stuff. We post uh, workout videos on YouTube and the website executivefitllc.com with a link to download a PDF of said workout. Uh, we also have this wonderful podcast and of course we do personal training as well so go check us out executivefitllc.com to take a peek at what we have to offer in terms of workouts try some of the workouts that are up there on the website and let me know how it went for you otherwise get ready to hear about what is high fructose corn syrup and why you want to avoid it tips for training for strength hypertrophy and muscular endurance I am super optimistic about the rest of the week because there's so much potential that can be done. We have five days to get shit done, and it's just super. I just look at that, and I am just so optimistic about it. And Monday is generally a big day for me. My my bag is a little heavier because I bring all of my all of my food that I can to work with me. Speaking of food, the first topic is what is high fructose corn syrup? Well, it became popular in the late 70s, uh, but high fructose corn syrup starts out, starts its life as uh, processed corn starch, which is broken down to make syrup of the sugar glucose. Now then at which point enzymes are added to convert some of that glucose excuse me to convert some of that glucose into fructose which is much sweeter than glucose now glucose and fructose are both metabolized differently by the liver uh, each of them create their own byproducts and specifically fructose is metabolized into glucose glycogen lactate carbon dioxide as well as fatty acids now only a small amount of fructose gets metabolized into fatty acids unless you consume a boatload at one time for example drinking a coca-cola Ooh. That basically you might as well just stick an IV in your arm with sugar and leave it at that uh, the, the, the reason that you want to avoid fructose is because really the reason you want to avoid high amounts of glucose and fructose is because they both release dopamine in the brain now dopamine is the feel good drug Uh, makes your brain happy it's the same drug that gets released when you smoke pot or you do other drugs Um, with high amounts of fructose it causes your brain to release a lot of dopamine now when the dopamine wears off glucose and fructose have been metabolized and your brain craving another dopamine hit which of course why wouldn't it it's the feel-good drug makes you feel good makes you happy and you get that hungry feeling again, even though you are not actually hungry now fructose occurs in nature but it's rare our human bodies are not able to metabolize effectively high amounts of fructose with these high amounts of fructose being dumped into our bodies through these cereals and sugary sodas and other sugary drinks and candy bars and and even some of the these common just like cornstarch snacks that you find like like uh, uh, bugles and um, pretty much any bagged snack. Mainstream snack is going to have high fructose corn syrup in it, but with high amounts of fructose In these foods that leads to it being Converted into fatty acids because there's just so much fructose that your body can't metabolize all of it now these fatty acids slowly but surely line the artery walls in the bloodstream and over time this lining of the artery walls prevents sugar from entering the cell, prevents other glucose and glycogen from entering the cell, going through the cell walls, to perform normal functions within the cell. Now, because this sugar in the bloodstream can't get out of the bloodstream, your pancreas is going to work double time to try to de-escalate the situation and try to lower the blood sugar but because the sugar can't go anywhere the pancreas is releasing insulin the insulin is trying to move the sugar somewhere but it can't because of all of the fatty acids lining the artery walls presto we have diabetes so if you want to avoid all of these negative health effects and to go down that path. Please don't choose to go down that path. Then what you need to do is avoid high fructose corn syrup at all costs whenever possible and also implement a good training regime. Now speaking of training the first topic of that sense of things is to talk about strength. Now we're going to talk a little bit about strength, hypertrophy, and muscular endurance but to begin let's talk about the five three one protocol. Now this is a very very nice strength training protocol. It's very basic, it's very easy to follow and each cycle lasts a month. So you don't need a super complex split to do this. Um, you, you're going to build, it will help you build overall strength, focusing on four main movements and pretty minimal auxiliary, 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 however you say that, movements. Um, with the four big movements we've got is the bench squat, deadlift, and overhead press. The weight that you're going to use on those four lifts is going to be based on 90% of 1 rep max or a percent of 1 rep max. Both percentages are equivalent. I don't really know why you would take 90% of your 1 rep max, take a percentage of the 90%. It would just If you know your 1 rep max or you can estimate your 1 rep max, just take the percentage of the 1 rep max. It's less math and it makes it easier. So, I don't know why, what the efficacy behind taking 90% of your one-rep max is, take the percentage of 90% of your one-rep max. But, I guess, there must be some efficacy to it, because it's a thing. Each cycle uh, is going to last four weeks, where the last week is a deload week, which is actually... They recommend that that's what well, they say it's optional in the first two months. So, I guess because it's brand new, uh, your body can probably handle whatever you can throw at it. But it's always good to take a week to deload uh, and kind of give yourself a break from lifting extremely heavy. Uh, your nervous system does need to repair itself in the long term, so, taking a week to focus on form and, and lifting little bit lighter is definitely something to keep in mind now the weight that you use on your big lifts is important you're going to want to increase it every four weeks so after every cycle Uh, you can go up 10 pounds on the squat and the deadlift and go up five pounds on the bench and the overhead press or increase all of them by two and a half percent on all four movements now of course If you begin to fail after bumping the weight up, you do need to scale it back a little bit. But take that as it comes. Now, with your auxiliary lifts, auxiliary auxiliary lifts, you're going to be doing two to three sets of eight to twelve reps. Now, the reason that there is a little bit of a gap there is because on weeks one and three you are going to go heavy with your auxiliary lifts now when I say heavy that's focusing on maybe three sets of eight reps with your auxiliary lifts and then on weeks two and four it's recommended to go light with your auxiliary lifts which given the rep range we have, would be maybe two sets of 12 reps. So that's something to keep in mind, as well as I understand that uh, just listening to this is going to be pretty difficult for you to write a good program for yourself. So go to www.executivefitllc.com and check out the front page there is a button on the front page that will bring you to the most recent podcast show notes now as soon as this podcast is uploaded I will go ahead and go update that button so no need to worry that button on the front page will bring you to the show notes for this episode. I can't remember off the top of my head what the URL for the show notes is. Anyway, that button will be updated, so go to the main page, executivefitllc.com. There's a button right there. It stares right in the face. It says, most recent podcast show notes. Click on that button, and you'll be able to see the charts for this Protocol, the 531 protocol for strength, and it will it be it will explain everything. Not in really in more detail. Kind of says the same thing I just did, but it'll tell you what your auxiliary lifts are, and it's a little bit easier, in my opinion, to see a chart showing something like this instead of listening. But if you're interested, head over to the website executivefitllc.com. Click on the button on the front page for the podcast show notes and check it out next let's move on to hypertrophy now what the heck is hypertrophy what does that even mean well muscular hypertrophy is a way of training to increase muscle size now the look of muscles to grow them to make them larger this aren't necessarily going to increase your strength with hypertrophy training but with strength comes size and with size comes strength they both go hand in hand so you will see some strength gains with training for muscular hypertrophy but it's of course not the best way to increase your strength alone that's why it's called muscular hypertrophy now the best Well, maybe not the best, but my favorite hypertrophy training protocol is called GBT, Germanic Volume Training. Now, Germanic Volume Training was developed by the German weightlifting coach, Rolf Fesser, in the late 70s. His protocol calls for 10 sets of 10 reps, but your tempo is key. Now, what is the tempo? The tempo with the exercise refers to the concentric and the eccentric motion you've got two movements in every exercise let's talk about a bicep curl here the concentric motion in a bicep curl is going to be when you curl the dumbbell up when your arm is bending upward the eccentric motion is when you lower the dumbbell down your arm is is kind of extending again okay in his protocol he calls for a two to three concentric motion followed by a three to five i'm sorry i said two to three concentric motion those are in seconds so his protocol calls for two to three second concentric motion which is fairly slow in itself and then it also calls for a three to five second eccentric motion now this this is the golden egg my friends the three to five second concentric motion is what does it. It if you've ever done negatives, this is basically following negatives, but ten sets of ten is a lot of volume, so you are really going to challenge yourself. And so we've got a two to three second concentric motion, a three to five second eccentric motion on all exercises. And when I was doing this protocol, I would do two to three exercises per muscle group that I was working. So, if I was doing chest and triceps, I would do two to three exercises for chest, and then two to three exercises for triceps. Mainly, with me, it turned out into three exercises on chest and two exercises on triceps, because most of the chest exercises that I would do would also target the triceps, being that the triceps are assisters to the chest. So, excuse me, so, I would do three exercises on chest, two exercises on triceps, same thing with back, same thing with legs, you know, uh, but this protocol is really really good for increasing size you will gain some strength as well and in the 70s when Rolf Fesser was doing it with his bodybuilders they saw a increase of 12 pounds during their off cycle which is quite frankly pretty impressive so now lastly we have training for muscular endurance now what is Muscular endurance. Muscular endurance is the ability to have endurance. It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, with this protocol, you are going to increase your heart rate, deplete the muscles of glycogen, and increase your endurance capabilities overall. Now, of course, doing some sort of high-intensity interval training. Or running, or some other cardio involved in your workouts, would be the best uh, protocol to achieve this result. But uh, if you only have a gym available to you, or you've gotten bored with doing cardiovascular type exercises, you can follow drop sets. Now, what, what, what is a drop set? Do you just it sounds like you're just like dropping the weight? But that's not the case at all. It doesn't hurt as much as that would. Drop sets are when you perform a set of 10 to 12 reps, let's say. You pull a small amount of weight off. And then you continue the exercise with that lower weight. Now, I recommend doing that exercise for at least the same amount of reps you just did it for initially so the way to do that the way to be able to do that is on your main movers so big movements like bench squat deadlift overhead press cleans um, other presses movements that involve multiple joints you want to drop 10 to 20 pounds off when you do the drop with other exercises like a bicep curl or a tricep extension or a dumbbell lateral raise the most you really want to drop off is you know, between 5 and 10 pounds because it's a smaller movement you need well because it's a bigger movement I should have said because it's a bigger movement with the compound movements you need to take a little bit more off because your body's working harder to do the movement. So, um, you are going to limit your rest times following this protocol uh, as short as you can preferably 45 seconds for the class in between each set. And one set would basically be a set of 10 to 12 reps or whatever rep scheme you're following. Drop... Dropping the weight off immediately after that. So you only take enough rest time to walk around the barbell or dumbbells or whatever to drop the weight. And then followed by another minimum 12-15 reps. And then take your 30-45 to 45 second rest period. Now, that wraps everything up that I wanted to talk about. So, I will put the sources to the information that I had to research over on the website, executivefitllc.com. There is a button on the front page that you can click. It will bring you to the most recent podcast show notes. You can see everything that we just talked about, that I just talked about right here, on paper. Well, not really on paper. It's electronic, but it's on website. You can see it. You can touch it. You can feel it. You can look at it, I guess. Would you just look at it? Um, Sources will be over there. All of the trading protocols will be over there, as well as all of the information on high fructose corn syrup that I pulled to be able to talk about. Now, um, one thing that really does a good way of explaining the high fructose corn syrup is a show or a documentary called what the health it's i think it was 2015 or 16 that uh it came out it's a really good documentary and it does a very very good job of explaining uh, high fructose corn syrup as well as the issues in american society with meat so, if you have a weak stomach or you don't want to understand or know where your food comes from and what's happening to it, don't watch this documentary. But if you're interested, go check it out. It's on Netflix, What the Health. Uh, it's probably one of the best documentaries I've watched in, in a long while. But um, check it out. Check out the website, executivefitllc.com. Get on the email list so you know when workout videos are posted post workout videos weekly on the website if you get on email list you will get those videos sent directly to your inbox so all you have to do is open it up and watch it and then you can download directly from your inbox everything is right there for you so if you want to get on get some seriously good workout videos and workout pdf downloads that you can follow yourself to help you lose weight and get in shape and look like that sexy beast that you want to, go over to the website, executivefitllc.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, enter your email on the bottom of the page, and then you will be signed up, and you can make a change. This has been another episode of Drive with Woody Fit. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.